0: Let's talk puppetry. As there is an exhibit coming up in stores in Hartford and a symposium called Living Objects African American Puppetry Festival and symposium. And my guest this morning, our longtime friend Dr. John Bell, Director of the Ballard Institute and Museum of Puppetry at the University of Connecticut. John, welcome back. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you. Give little overview of what is The Living Objects all about? Well, it's
1: an honor to be on your show again. The the Living Objects African-American Puppetry uh, exhibition has been up since October and will be up at our museum and in, in store center through april seventh but coming in february february seventh eighth ninth and tenth we are going to have a festival of african-american puppetry that's going to take place uh... at at Yukon at the ballard institute and also in other uh... theater venues on the on the Yukon main campus and then we'll also have some uh... living objects events in hartford at the UConn-Hartford campus and at the Wadsworth Athenaeum as part of their uh, Second Saturdays events. So uh, the the exhibition is, as as we started looking into it and putting it together a little over two years ago, is uh, become a really interesting uh, look at a pretty much unexamined aspect of American puppetry, which is African-American puppetry. And it's uh, one of these uh, aspects of culture that's kind of everywhere there's African American puppeteers all over the country doing different things in different places but there's never really been a bringing together of African American puppetry in one place in an exhibition and uh and and I and certainly in in uh there hasn't been a situation where African American puppeteers have come together in a festival we're also going to have a symposium which is Part of our scholarly academic uh, angle, where <clears throat> excuse me uh, puppeteers and and artists are going to talk about the history of african American puppetry and and what it means and what some of the dynamics of of that are, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing a lot of these people whose work is now on display at the museum and uh, seeing what they do in in performance.
0: John, you've used that phrase African American puppetry right. several times. What specifically is African American puppetry?
1: Well, it, yeah, uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Nancy Staub, who's a, um, a revered puppeteer was a friend of Jim Henson and uh, curated the Center for Puppetry Arts exhibit in Atlanta, Georgia, a big museum there. She she asked the same question and in a way it's just any kind of puppets that African Americans do, but there's there are some particular aspects of African American puppetry that that um, don't lead to a unified type of puppetry, but a, a kind of common sense of, of background. And the way I, I think of it, um, every culture in the world has really strong puppet traditions. So, you know, in in uh, Asia, you know, China, India, in in Europe. Uh, and their, in, own
0: yeah, their own unique Yeah, their own unique
1: forms. And, for example, with uh, European forms, like from from England comes Punch, Punch and Judy. They come Mm -hmm. to the United States from from Germany you get uh, Cosperl and from Italy you get a Sicilian marionette theater and those all come but in uh, in the African diaspora and through slavery the very rich puppet and mask and what we call performing object culture from Africa which has been so stunning uh, historically that doesn't come across in in under slavery uh, in the South in the plantation system. There, the African Americans slaves were not allowed to to do anything with puppets and and masks. So there's this kind of cut, this this cutoff of of that culture. I think music and storytelling and dance. You know, you don't need objects, uh, masks to to. to extend that. But with puppetry, it's given a kind of rediscovery. So I think African-American puppeteers themselves kind of wonder, well, what what is, you know, wh- who am I as an African-American puppeteer? And um, so a lot of the uh, puppeteers were, whose work we're exhibiting are, f- have followed the path of, of um, you know, uh, white or other, or other puppeteers, you know, working, for example, with um, Jim Henson, or, or or his colleague Frank Oz, or studying puppetry at at, at a um, uh, at, like at Pratt Institute is where, where one of uh, one of our one of the puppeteers we're exhibiting did, and they they do um, puppetry that would be similar. However, there there's there tends to be an interesting uh, addressing of what, you know, what we think of as social issues or sometimes political issues. So some of the uh, some of the puppets and, and performances deal with African-American history, like um, a guy named Tarish Pipkins from North Carolina, whose work we exhibit, he's going to do a show called A Conversation with Frederick Douglass. So it's going to be a, a, taken from that great black abolitionist's diaries, and he's going to, Tarish is going to perform that at the Hartford Public Library on uh, Thursday, February 7th, and then also at at UConn on Saturday the 9th. A woman from New Orleans named Pandora Gastelum is doing a show called The City That Care Forgot, which is wanting to look at aspects of New Orleans history and and little-known characters, um, some of them like uh, Madams, and uh, you know, from the, uh, uh, the New Orleans brothels or gamblers, uh, to cut, cut look at the particular nature of of, of that history. We also have um, on Sunday morning, uh, February 10th, a gospel puppetry uh, performance by by two puppeteers uh, from one from Florida, one from Washington D.C., Edna Bland and um, uh, an actual um, a, a reverend of uh, whose name i 'm going to remember right now Yolanda Sampson and that's that 's kind of really fascinating there's there 's gospel puppetry in in um, you know uh, the you know white puppeteer community or you know all, all over the place but uh african American gospel puppetry in a way it connects with the ritual and religious roots of, of African puppetry, you know, itself back on, on that continent.
0: John, let me take a step back for the big picture here. What exactly is the Ballard Institute and Museum of Puppetry?
1: Well, f- Frank Ballard, who uh, was born in Alton, Illinois, uh, got a job teaching uh, set design at Yukon's at theater department um, in the late 50s and it, over 50 years ago, he started a puppet, uh, puppet class, because he had grown up making puppets in, in Illinois, and it was immediately popular and uh, unusual at the time, and that grew into the Puppet Arts Program, which is now, over 50 years later, directed by my colleague Bart rockaburton And the Puppet Arts Program is known around the world and uh, uh, across the United States for... for uh, for training and teaching people to be amazing puppeteers. So you find UConn puppeteers all over the place. The Ballad Institute, which I direct, is a kind of outreach uh, organization, museum. Uh, we present performances, workshops, uh, forum events, and uh, things like this festival and symposium that's happening the the uh, February 8th through 10th. So we're supporting the arts of puppetry, which are uh, you know, all over the world, and and uh, for us, uh, quite fascinating and and exciting.
0: And speaking of my buddy Bart, he is moderating a program on Friday, mm-hmm. February the eighth at two fifteen minstrel performance and the history of the african-american puppet tell me about that program
1: well that's the first of our symposium events that happened friday saturday and sunday with scholars and and uh... artists talking about african-american puppetry The the minstrel tradition of course is uh, from the nineteenth century and it's largely white folks imitating african-american people and it's highly problematic Problematic in American culture, as we know, there was a puppet element to that, where uh, af- uh, white puppeteers would would make uh, caricatures of, of African Americans, uh, puppets and p- people. Excuse me, and, and perform minstrel acts, which are sort of the the, the ancestors of vaudeville and, and variety show theater. So it's this complicated. Uh, Cultural aspect of 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 American puppetry and theater that we're going to talk about. I mean, in some cases, African American puppeteers themselves, you know, connect w- to that tradition, which you know is is based on African American performance culture. But we're going to talk about nineteenth century theater, nineteenth uh, century minstrelsy, and some of the. Uh, the complications of it uh, historically, and and some of the uh, the the influence it's had on on puppetry today, and then the other the other sessions that day are talking about puppetry and community and storytelling and culture uh, and. Um, uh... Others, other sessions that 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 weekend talk about who who gets to who who should represent blackness uh... you know how does that work out it's it's a complicated thing for actors and uh... in in that world and film film but with puppetry there's some particular uh... wrinkles to to that kind of performance the, the head of our uh, dramatic arts department uh... michael bradford's gonna chair some of those those panels and uh, We're bringing in scholars from California and uh, Maryland and all over the place to talk.
0: And these are open to the general public. Most of them are anyway. How do people get more information and or tickets for these events?
1: Right. Well, um, the... For the scholarly sessions, there's a registration form, and and, uh, if people go to the website you mentioned, our website, they can get access to that. For the four performances happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 8th, 9th, and 10th, you can buy tickets at um, our Ticket Leap site, uh, bimp.ticketleap.com, but you can also find that link on our website or on our Facebook page. If I I could, I I wanted to mention those four performances, because those are going to be super exciting, on Friday, February 8th at 8 p.m., we're going to focus on African-American ventriloquism. Ventriloquism is a form of puppetry because you're sitting there with, a, with a, a dummy or a vent dummy or uh, a puppet throwing your voice, and ventriloquism has been one of the oldest forms of 19th century African-American puppetry. Some of the first ventriloquists in the country actually were African-American performers. So Megan Pyfus, Megan Pyfus, who is uh, on America's Got Talent, a, a young woman who sings opera with ven- ventriloquist dummies, uh, she's going to be there. A guy named David Leba Hart, who performs, does a, a lot of YouTube performance and is uh, well known and popular with um, younger generation than, than me. And a, a ventriloquist from uh, uh, Cleveland named Nate Puppets are all going to perform at uh, Cano auditorium on the Yukon campus. Then on Saturday, February 9th, we have a show for family audiences by Bruce Cannon, who's the director of uh, the Swedish Cottage Marionette Theater, which is in New York City's Central Park. That that theater is mostly known for its performances of classic fairy tales, for example. It's pretty famous uh, as a tourist attraction in New York City. but. But Bruce, who's uh, from, uh, from Harlem, uh, is going to do a show called Harlem River Drive, which features uh, characters from uh, that, the, the, he calls it the world's most famous black community, including uh, the two versions of Michael Jackson, a young Michael Jackson, and then a, an adult Michael Jackson. So that's going to be an interesting look at, you know, different aspects of African-American history, especially singers, you know. So I think that's going to be really exciting, and especially for, for kids and, and their parents. And then that evening, uh, on Saturday the 9th, we have a show called Double Selves, African-American puppets and puppeteers that features... Uh, Tarish Pipkins, uh, uh, who I mentioned earlier in his show, A Conversation with Frederick Douglass, Pandora Gastelum from New Orleans, um, a, a, a UConn Puppet Arts graduate, Isaac Bloodworth from New Haven, who's going to do a show, Curled, about It's about uh, a young girl and her, her hair. You know, the, the, issue, the politics and cultural significance of hair is very complicated. Um, Uh, African-American hair is different than than white folks hair. Uh, A show by uh, Brad Brewer who had, from New York, who was part of a group called the Crotations. The Crotations were kind of a version of like The Temptations, a 60s singing group, and they were very popular beginning in the like, the 80s and the 90s. So that they're actually getting getting back together. Before those puppets, they're on display now at our museum, before they go to the Smithsonian down in Washington, Brad's getting the, getting the band back together, and they're going to do a performance of the quotations. And then uh, a guy from uh, Baltimore named Dirk Joseph and his two daughters are going to do a shadow puppet show uh, called For the Love of Cats and Dogs. So that's going to be a big show on Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, as I mentioned, there'll be this gospel puppetry show at 9.30 in Vondermaden Hall. So it's a real wide v- variety of different types of performance and uh, I think it's going to be interesting and exciting.
0: You mentioned a moment ago one show that would be really good for kids. I'm talking Mm. about kids that are not yet teenagers yet. Are there a few other ones there that would really appeal to the kids? Because the symposium stuff, obviously not, but I yeah. think you got some stuff they're going to like.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that the gospel puppetry show, I think, is uh, is going to be especially good for kids on, on Sunday morning. The, um, and, and the Harlem River Drive show by Bruce Cannon, Saturday afternoon at 4, is definitely... Uh, going to be f- family friendly i think that'll be really great the ventriloquism show is going to be i i like i would take my kid to it who you know when uh, who uh it, it's going to be a little bit i don't know uh a little bit mature but i don't think it's going to be terrible does
0: mature mean blue
1: um i don't I, uh could be i don't know okay. you, we you, we don't know but we we, we didn't want mm-hmm. to let you know people bringing their 5-year-old kid and <laughs> to be surprised um and uh I think the the double selves the Saturday night show uh, Pandora's show from New Orleans it talks about as I was saying earlier this some sort of uh risque characters from New Orleans but I don't it's nothing really you know uh that you would feel bad about bringing your kid to. But we wanted to be sure, so we didn't say, this is a show expressly for families.
0: John, when we talk about African-American puppetry, specifically physically what are we talking about what are these puppets and how big are they are they rod puppets or they hand puppets just describe to me what we're talking about
1: well, it's kind of all of the above <laughs> which is to say that some of them are are hand puppets there are a lot of uh, muppet style puppets uh there's some there's one giant puppet that was made in uh, uh with kids at at a community library in in Illinois and uh There's some ventriloquist dummies, as you've mentioned. One section of our exhibition is of of visual artists who who get into puppetry, which is quite common um, among the arts community, and an artist named Faith Ringgold from New York uh, went to Africa, um, I guess it was like 15 or 20 years ago, and came back and made uh, a a mask, um, a cloth mask that's really inspired by Nigerian Mask design. So sometimes there's some influence of of African puppet and and, and mask aesthetics. Uh, Very often the puppets represent African-American characters, as you can imagine, uh, either realistically or non-realistically. Uh, but otherwise, they run the gamut the, uh, uh, of, of all the different types of puppetry that uh, that you see uh, today uh, by by any puppeteer I think it 's the representation of african American characters and and African, Amer- african folk tales or african American history stories that that tends to uh, characterize the 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 situation of african American puppetry, but otherwise it 's a familiar mix of as you were saying rod puppets and and marionettes and uh, hand and mouth puppets the muppet style puppets because some of the, some of these folks are ha, are making puppets for uh, Jim Henson uh, Corporation or Sesame Street or Disney World or uh, theme parks and stuff like that so it's it 's a little bit of a subtle um, uh, definition, But when you see all the puppets together, you, you, you get a sense of a, uh, a, a collective thinking about uh, African-American history and what it means to be uh, African-American in, in the 21st century.
0: Is African-American puppetry substantially or significantly different from, for lack of a better word, white or Caucasian puppetry?
1: Yeah, not uh, not in terms of technique, I would say, because you know we're all, Amer- you know, in in the United States, you know, everybody's American. So w- I think there's a shared uh, aesthetic. I th- I think it's uh, um, uh, I think it's a tendency or or an openness or a feeling that. Particular aspects of African American history want to be addressed. So, a woman named Nefri uh, Ameni from New York City did a show um, uh, called "The Dinner Party" about African American men, young men, and in, in the context of you know what's what we've been hearing about the past uh, number of years, you know the. The deaths of African men, you know, at, at, uh, in some cases at the hands of the police or or what, whatever. The danger, the, how it's dangerous to be an Afri- African American young man, that appeared in her show. And I think, um, uh, like Tarish Pipkins talking about Frederick Douglass in in the show he's going to do. Uh, it's uh, some of these political issues just kind of creep into or present themselves as material that wants to be addressed. And for someone like me, a lot of my background is is involvement with puppets and and, uh, uh, activism or social context of puppetry, and and that's that's interesting for for me to see. I think maybe those kinds of issues kind of Crop up maybe more than with uh, white puppeteers. I, I think you find some of these things in, in African American music and and writing sometimes. The 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 situation of being African American in the United States and the, the social and political context of that sometimes rises to the for artists to say, you know, what I I really think I need to talk about this. So i'm um, that, that's not to say it's all you know serious and uh, I don't know what some some heavy duty kind of political thinking because it's it's very joyful and and. Um, uh, Playful. There's a giant puppet of the dancer Judith Jamison. Judith Jamison was one of the star dancers of the Alvin Ailey troupe, and Nefri Ameni, who I just mentioned, she works with something called Ailey Camp, which is uh, working with kids in the Alvin Ailey troupe, and when Judith Jamison retired, she made, it with the kids, a giant puppet of, of Judith Jamison, and, and that's in our exhibition, and that, that's really nice to see.
0: Well, it's funny, John, because I was about to ask that question next, and you just led me into it, that I'm wondering about the smallest of these puppets African American puppets and the biggest and I would assume smallest might be in the hand puppet department but what's the biggest one that you've seen or that'll be in this exhibit you just mentioned one right there
1: yeah well this the smallest figures are um, uh, like little tiny tiny marionettes the that that we have by a a, um, a group from Puerto Rico actually, Afro-Caribbean group called Papel Machete of uh, two political figures. There's some hand puppets by a performance artist named Pope L, William Pope L, uh, that he made for a project about uh, actually the history of the Confederacy. But I think that this Judith Jameson giant puppet in, in, our, in our gallery is, is the biggest one. It's quite stunning. It's like um, about uh, I want to say 13 feet tall and uh, so it's it uh, it's in a white dress she's in a uh, I guess a I don't know Judith Jameson's work a sort of famous pose that she created for one of Alvin Ailey's dances.
0: So how do they turn that into a puppet? Does it take more than one person to make it animate?
1: Yeah, they, uh, there's a one uh, central pole for the head, and then uh, the hands are operated by two other poles, and then there's a big white dress, which they actually used as a shadow puppet screen in, in performance. They opened up the they held out the arms, so the dress hung, hung down, and that became a projection screen for some shadow shadow puppets, so that was really great. I wanted to mention there's going to be a tour, like a performance tour of, of the exhibition on uh, Friday, February 8th at uh, 11, and uh, Schroeder Cherry from Washington, D.C., who's a performer, puppeteer who does museum performance and museum education is going to take his puppet Miss Lily, and Miss Lily, which is a rod puppet, uh, is going to give a tour of the, of the exhibition. So that's, that, I think that's another particularly family or kid-friendly event.
0: In these events with the Living Objects, African American Puppetry Festival and Symposium, some of them cost money, some of them are free, and some of the ones that cost money, there's actually like a a package deal you can get. So break that down for the folks who we've tweaked that might want to go to several of these programs.
1: Right. Well, for the uh... for the whole package for the for the whole event at at uconn uh... you can register for the festival uh, and and symposium and the the link is on our website and that uh... gives access to all of the uh... symposium events that we talked about like the uh... the minstrel event that bart rocco Burton's going to host And uh, also, uh, that gives access to the performances, the four performances on Friday, the 8th, Saturday, the 9th, and Sunday, the 10th. And uh, with that, lunch is thrown in. But um, you can buy individual tickets to the the four performances at UConn by uh, going to our Ticket Leap. Site uh, again. The link to that is on our on our website and on our Facebook page. Uh, there is a free event in Hartford that's that's pretty interesting at the Wadsworth Athenaeum. They have a uh, second Saturdays for families event every month, which is free. And uh, people going to the Athenaeum will, can go to the the Amistad Center in the Athenaeum, which is um, on the second floor, and there will be a, a steam through puppetry workshop. Uh, Created by Paulette Richards, who's the co-curator of the exhibition, and and that's a uh, an opportunity for people to make uh, little flat cut-out rod puppets of, of famous African American uh, engineers and inventors with LED lights and batteries, and that um, it's a way to to make a. a, a, a a simple puppet in a short time that, that involves electrical circuits and, and, and engineering. So there's going to be that, and Schroeder Cherry, who I just mentioned, he's going to do a, a, a performance in the museum as well. So that's free on, on Saturday, the, the 9th at the Wadsworth Athenaeum.
0: All right, John, you're the puppetry expert here, and I'm curious, either overall or specifically in this I- exhibition, Do you have a favorite African-American puppet that you've seen here? Something that, with your background, Mm -hmm. you go, wow, that's really cool.
1: There's a guy named Garland Farwell who who is down in, um, I want to say, Alabama right now. And I first saw him doing performances in New York City in the 1980s. And he was a graduate from Rhode Island School of Design. And uh, his first show was heavily influenced by, actually, Bauhaus performance uh, from the 30s from Germany. But he's uh, moved down south, and he has two pieces, actually three pieces in our exhibit, that are wood sculptures, sort of animated wood sculptures. And two of them are um, what we call uh, jigging dolls, which are these dolls, the uh, folk art form where uh, the legs and arms have loose uh, joints that make them move, and you, you make them dance by Tapping on a piece of wood that uh, under the the do, the puppet 's feet so it 's a folk art form. He made these uh, in a in a way that kind of recalls African. Puppet aesthetics, and, and and the other sculpture he made is uh, mounted on an old um, sort of office chair structure, and is decorated with a lot of nails, which which you know which recalls um, African sculptures of the Yoruba god Shango, who is a god a god of iron. And I really like the way that this very modern artist has is working with sort of American folk art and found objects, but also making references to the history of uh, African-American puppetry and, and sculpture. And, and in that way, kind of bringing together these cultures that were sundered, that were, you know, uh, kept apart, you know, cut, cut off from each other uh, in, in the history of, of, uh, of slavery in the U.S.,
0: John, why African-American puppets now?
1: Well, um, I think that we're, we're lucky in, in the puppet world because m- more attention is, is being paid to what puppets are and what they do and how they... They appear uh... all over the place, um, you know. Like in, I think, in the when I see photos of the boombox parade here in Willamantic, I'm always saying, "Oh, there's a puppet there, or there's a mask, or there's an interesting performing object." They're, they're sort of everywhere, uh, but um, we we haven't. There hasn't been a lot of attention paid to. You know, African-American culture, which is so important to United States uh, art and, 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 and culture in general, there hasn't been a lot of attention paid to the, the role of African-American puppeteers in this uh, nationwide uh, aspect of, 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 of of, of our culture. So um, I think it's an interesting moment uh, in uh, to, to pay attention to that and to draw attention to that, which is why it's really a kind of uh, well, well we, th- we think it's a, a, a nationally important uh, moment or, or event and, and exhibition at the Ballard Institute and at UConn because ha- there hasn't really been attention paid to that so far.
0: Now, the exhibition, the actual festival and symposium is the weekend of February 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. But the exhibition goes on. Yep. It's on there now. Yep. And how long does it continue?
1: Through April 7th. So we At the BIMP? Yeah, at the Ballard Institute. We, we ex- because of the importance of the event, we extended our normal like four-month ex- exhibition time to six months. So it'll be up through the 7th. And we're open... Uh, uh, when we close? It closed Monday, but we're open Tuesday through Sunday, uh, 10 to 7, and, um, you know, it's free admission, uh, and uh, it's really exciting. I mean, pe- when people come in, they, they I, I like the fact that, that people are very excited by this exhibit, you know, I mean, I think all our exhibits are exciting, but uh, people sort of go, oh, okay, I, this is really amazing, so it's, it's really worth seeing.
0: Dr. John Bell is director of the Ballard Institute and Museum of Puppetry and also associate professor in the Department of Dramatic Arts at UConn. And he's talking this morning about Living Objects, African-American Puppetry Festival and Symposium that takes place in stores in Hartford, February 7th and 10th. You can get information by logging on to bimp, B-I-M-P, dot UConn, dot edu. John, always good to see you. Thanks for coming in this morning.
1: Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your show. Appreciate it.